your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Wednesday, May 5th edition of Locked On Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You can follow the national show, Locked On NHL, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And their Twitter page as well at Locked On NHL Pods. And don't forget the new Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and you'll find one of our Locked On rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. So today, I have a very special guest, a person that you've heard probably around the Twitter sphere or even in the TV broadcasts when you're watching Florida Panther games or even listening to it on the radio. And I think there's one, the best way to introduce this person in this way. His first appearance on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Please welcome Andrew Imber. Hey, it's it's kind of cool to be on the other side of that. <laughs> how did how did I do? How, what would you grade that as? That that's an A, man. That's a, that's a solid A. <laughs> that video that I pulled up and pressed play was actually one of your Instagram videos from the Stanley Cup qualifiers when the Florida Panthers were in the Toronto bubble. And just by that alone and seeing you do those videos, I could tell one thing right off the bat is that you really love what you do with this PA announcing job for the Florida Panthers. It's been uh, the dream since the very beginning, my friend. Um, there is not a single solitary night where I get to the arena and I'm like, ah, you know what? I don't know. It's just, it is always a joy. Every part of it from the time that I'm walking in and interacting with the security guards to the rehearsals hours before the game to of course, getting to introduce the team and everything. Like it is just every part of it is a dream come true. And uh, I know a lot of people say you, you don't take things for granted. This is one thing where I make sure that I take nothing for granted with the job. Absolutely. And you get to watch a game. You're, I assume hockey is your favorite sport Absolutely. and you get to do it. You watch your favorite team right in front of your eyes and you get to be the voice of entertainment for so many fans. And I think about it's more than just the game. It's in any sport that you go to. It's all about the experience and the PA announcer is really how you engage with the fans. How did you get to like your style of PA announcing? What, about like what you feel attracts the fans saying it in this way what made you select your specific style when you chose it 
I think it's me. You know, I think that I try to stay true to myself. I know from the very beginning, people are like, don't let other announcers influence you. Be Andrew. And I always took that to heart. You know, uh, I I was at FAU Hockey um, doing the club there for like a decade and having almost nobody there. You know, most nights I was announcing to between 10 and 50 people. Um, there was no pressure, you know, there was no marketing reads. There was no make the boss happy. It was literally just learn to do this any way you want to do it. So I think I actually benefited from that. It was definitely, you know, you don't hear too many hashtag ACHA to the show stories, but, uh, I definitely lucked out in that sense, but it allowed me to kind of stay true to myself. Now, of course, if there are things that I hear from other announcers and I'm like, you know what, this would be cool to kind of incorporate in my own way. We all take influence from each other. That's the job. That's the ultimate form of flattery is to kind of take something and, and kind of mold it from somebody else, um, which I've done before in the past. Uh, but honestly, a lot of it is just me and how I enjoy calling the game. That is, that is awesome. And the best part, what you said is staying true to you. And, and I kind of relate a little bit with this podcast about putting a little bit of personality as well too. And your it's not only you putting it into the excitement of the fans, but you yourself are feeling excitement when uh, Alexander Barkov scores, Jonathan Huberto scores, or even after a Panthers win, that's legitimately you being excited for that result to happen. There is no act, my friend, like especially this year, because normally I'm, I'm down at ice level between the off ice officials. I have to at least appear unbiased, even though I'm not, of course. This season, I'm in a suite between fans up in, you know, up in that uh, middle section of the arena n- near the mezzanine. Uh, I, my, the inner fan in me is coming out. I, I'm just letting you know, like I'm up there. I'm jumping up when we score a goal. Like when we win that game in overtime the other night or won that game in overtime the other night, I jumped out of my seat. I fist pumped like I'm letting my fan come out this season. So it, there's no act. There's no I'm playing a part because this is the team. This is the team I grew up with. I went to the Miami arena when I was five years old and never looked back. It, this is my my baby. Like the Panthers are my baby. And I always hoped that in some way I would eventually uh, make it to this level to do something. And when I settled on wanting to be that PA role, I was like, there's one spot in the entire world that I want. It's the Panthers PA job. And when it came free, I was going to do everything in my power to make sure I locked it down because it is, there's no act. It is 100% me, the fan, uh, calling a game. And I like to be the extension of the fans. That's why, you know, one of the things that I try to be really careful with is not putting on too much excitement when things aren't going well, because I know when I'm a fan, I'm like, why is this guy going over the top? We're down five, nothing. Like why is you feel that as a fan, you, you want the announcer to have some idea of the, he's got to keep things in perspective. So obviously when things are going well, you get hyped, you get excited when things are close excitement but you know especially like the road team scores a goal i am motoring through that read because the last thing i want to do is say the opposing team's goal score and give like a five second pause for the any away fans to give a cheer i am just monotone i try to get through it in three seconds flat because i do not want any because i remember when i was in the audience when i was in the crowd and hearing the other team i did i did i want to do everything in my power to not put the fans through that. I want to make sure because I everything that I take is from being a fan, from being a season seat holder. I want to do things to make their experience better. 
And if that includes not letting the road crowd ever get on their feet for anything, like that's part of my goal. <laughs> and in, in any sport, that's part of the home field or home ice advantage of it, that you're supposed to make it. This is no pun intended pan- <laughs> Panthers territory right here. This is, this is our house and that we're going to, I'm going to lay down the excitement when we do score and not lay the excitement when the other team scores. But how about when, let's say the Panthers are down by a score of like five to nothing and then uh, the Panthers score. Is, is that call a little bit different than if it was like a close game winning goal or one to like tie the game? I mean, fortunately, we have not had many of those situations. I mean, the team has been competitive since I came into the seat. Um, Obviously, we haven't made the playoffs every year, but this is our second year in it. And most years we've been right on the doorstep. I remember we missed it by a tie break a couple of times or the uh, I forget if it was a tie break or two points back in uh, 2017 um, when we missed with the most points in history when we had 96. Um, But you know, in those situations where it's just not going well, I mean, I'm only human, right? There's only so I, I do my best. If we score and we're down a half half dozen, I'm going to do my best to bring the heat. Um, but at the same time, maybe I hold the last name for three seconds instead of five seconds. You know, it's it's just natural to, you know, kind of play in the moment. And that's that's instinct. You know, it's just knowing the moment and not putting everyone through something that's over the top for a situation that doesn't call for it. Yeah, and if if you're down big and and the Panthers were to score one with like ten seconds left, it's like okay, yeah, there's a goal, but it's the game's over at pretty much at that point. And we haven't had that really this season. And it's funny because the question I asked that I wrote down that I didn't necessarily ask was, and you kind of explained it a little bit, but as far as having fun this season, how much fun are you having overall i mean i always have fun i know one of the first bits of advice that i got was sound like you're having fun start having more fun get a little more laid back which i i appreciate i was very nervous at the beginning um but yeah i mean this season it's been like i said having my own little space up in kind of a perch for the first time and kind of being amongst the fans even though obviously we're all distant we all got masks on um it's it's different and it does allow for a tiny bit more fun than usual because like I said when you're down on ice level you're between the very unbiased off ice officials uh you got to be careful you can't go too crazy you can't be like banging on the glass and stuff <laughs> so uh there's definitely a, an element of having a little bit more fun this season and of course I mean the team is just I mean what can you say about this team everything is just rolling in the right direction for this squad and uh I mean ev- everyone's having a good time we're proud of the boys and um We're going to keep this thing rolling as long as we can. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On Panthers on May 5th, around 6 or 7 p.m., as we watch some Central Division hockey and discuss the upcoming series between the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Locker Room is the perfect place to join conversations about the league. You'll find fans like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the Locked On Panthers podcast through our Locker Room conversation. 
Go download the Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group for the latest updates. I know you want to want to miss it. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Florida Panthers. See you there. Locker Room. Change it away. We talk sports. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar with 18 amazing flavors and six new flavors of caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. And today's flavor profile is coconut almond with 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Built Bar has reset the promo code for this relaunch. Free cooler with a purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Now back to my conversation with the public address announcer for your Florida Panthers, Andrew Ember. And you answered the second question already about vantage point from the mid-tier levels between upper upper deck fans and the, and the lower bowl. As far as communication, so communication needs to be better now that you're not close by. Whenever the time of the goal, who gets the assist, who gets the goal, if there's like a tip-in right in front of the net and it deflects off a stick, is that different in any sense versus if you're if you're like right close by with NHL officials? So it's the same process. No matter what happens, I cannot call a goal myself. I can't be like, oh, that was clearly Barkov and no one tipped it and no one he, he stole it from the other team. It's Barkov unassisted. Let's just call it. That's not how it works. You have to wait for the official uh, scoring judge to call you with the goal. So when if if fans are ever like, oh, what's taking him so long? It's not on me. I'm waiting for the goal to call. Now, the the goal judge has been lights out this year. The the, the main guy this year has been doing such an amazing job. I have to give him a shout out, Russ. Um, so we have not had to wait very long most games. Um, but yeah, so the only difference this year is that in previous years, they would call the lower off ice officials at ice level, and they would tell me the goal. He would get it on the phone. He'd be like, all right, Barkov from Huberto and Yandel, okay. He would repeat it to me. I would write it down. This season, they have to first call down the off-ice officials, and then they call me next. So it's there's an extra step because I'm not next to the off-ice anymore. So it, it might take a few extra seconds. But yeah, they the the video goal judge or uh, the review, the, the scoring judge gets the goals, the assists, calls down to the other off-ice officials, and then calls me. So there is like a three-step process now on on how we get those goals this year. Is there a favorite game? that you've ever been the PA announcer for? Can you name one? I mean, my first instincts is always to jump back to the playoffs because my first season, I'm ready to go. I'm a little overwhelmed, but we make the playoffs and we get the Islanders in the first round in 2016. And uh, that that when you played that little Panthers, that goal clip that I recorded uh, from the bubble last season, I was using the Panthers goal call from the first playoff game from 20. That's actually the crowd from 2016 game one against the Islanders because that crowd was so hyped. I'll never forget it. It's 90 seconds into my first playoff game. 
Teddy Purcell streaks in and scores a goal right away. The crowd blows the lid off the barn. And I remember I got the goal call and I I yell out Panthers. And before I'm through like the T and Panthers, everyone's like goal. Like everyone was so hyped up and I was too. And it was just like, every time I listen back to that goal call, I get goosebumps. Even telling it back now, I get goosebumps because it was just such an exciting moment. The place was just nuts. And to have it happen so quickly into my first game, that was so, so memorable. We did not win that game. We won the next one. So obviously my first playoff win, uh, super memorable. If we're getting out. And then, of course, that's the three games in that series were crazy. So it was my first game, my first win, and then my first taste of playoff overtime, which was a double overtime game. Unfortunately, we came out on the wrong side of that one as well. Um, But I remember because I bring the same meals to games every time. So I was rationing my power bar like I was in the Hunger Games. I was like, I don't know how much longer I'm going to need it. So I was like taking small bites of my power bar games going into double overtime. And uh, so those were all three of those games were memorable for a different reason. Uh, but if we're getting outside of that playoff game, we're, we're then we're jumping into the big comebacks. The the 4 nothing down to 5-4 overtime win when Ekblad is like st- doing the high step to the I board. Against Anaheim? Or, yep. That's yeah. exactly it. The, the overtime winner against Vegas at home one year, we had a comeback. Um, those big comeback games, those those are something special. And then outside of those, then it becomes the ceremony games. It becomes Luongo's jersey retirement night. It becomes Yandel's 1,000th game ceremony. Uh, of course, Bobrovsky's 500th. I mean, those are always a little special because you're always going to be a part of their history. Like to mm-hmm. to know that when these guys look back at the end of their careers and 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 they're into their retirements and they they watch the ceremony, it's it's my voice that's that's sharing that moment with them, and that's something special. And you're you're part of that history forever too. That's the best part of all of that. And that it's funny the twenty going back to the twenty sixteen season. That's when I was still living in South Florida at the time. I was a senior at FIU, and I remember that game one loss against New York. I remember in game two, I believe Dmitry Kulikov got an empty net goal to seal the game in that one. And I believe there was three double overtime games: one at home, two on the road. And yeah, I had game seven tickets ready. Oh, but the the afternoon before game six and it's like okay if the panthers win i'm there at game seven and unfortunately it didn't happen yes for the people listening i got my refund don't (laughs) don't worry so i didn't lose any money but it would have been a great opportunity to have a game seven at home and funny enough the you, you had a tweet the other day about the florida panthers control of their destiny and i said it on the podcast yesterday but i forgot to credit you i I will say that for the record it was your tweet because (laughs) i i said it i said it on the podcast but i didn't reference who it was so you had a tweet saying about the panthers scenario if they won on monday they go into this upcoming series against tampa with full control of their destiny for home ice just thinking about game one back in that building for the first time in five seasons or even a game three if they get there just the fact that they're in the playoffs what how are you mentally preparing that I am already starting to think about losing some sleep over it I gotta be honest because in my first year let's let let me jump back just a second here when I said that I went ACHA to the show I went ACHA to the show for those who don't know ACHA is club hockey 
I was calling division three club hockey for Florida Atlantic university. Uh, like I said, like 30 people at, at most, most nights. Um, I went from that to a preseason game with a, a few thousand to a home opener with 19 five. And so that first season, I was just trying to survive. I don't, I, I don't know if people quite understand that like during reads, I was trying not to hyperventilate because I was so uh, just so happy to be there. I didn't want to let people down. I still had something to learn. I still have stuff to learn, but I really had something to learn back then. So in season one, I was trying to survive. So when we made it to the playoffs, yeah, I was I was crazy excited, but I was still overwhelmed. I have since that moment, I have been waiting since since getting comfortable with the job. I have been waiting for my my shot to to grab the microphone during a playoff game and lead this crowd into battle because I know how insane those moments are when the starters are coming out and and the fog's coming and and the lights are off and you know I'm I'm getting I'm getting lit just just re- getting ready for it. So, uh <laughs> I am I am stoked. I think I think stoked is a good word to use for for the playoffs and if for no other reason I want I want home ice so that we can get a pop as many as four home games if necessary. And because I want to do it sooner, I don't want to wait the, the four or five extra days for game three. I'll do it. I'm sure we're all, we're all there, but let's, let's grab game one. And, and like I said, so the, the scenario is uh, it, we have to wait on Tampa. Now they have a couple games. Um, if Tampa drops a few, it gets a little bit easier. If they win out, we have to beat them both nights. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm the telling tiebreaker. you, yeah, they do have the tiebreaker from regulation wins. So, but either way, we if we beat them both nights in regulation, it's a wrap. We have home ice, um, no matter how many times they win on their own. Um, so it's going to be very interesting. I'm I'm so excited, and uh, man, it's going to be a long couple weeks to get to that point. And game one is the it's the tone setter for the series, and to have the, that first game at home is something that. We all want, and as a fan myself, when I go to a when I go to a game, it's it, we just to for you to go from club hockey to just a thousand to just nineteen. That's incredible to to have that significant of a jump. Me as a fan, I go I go into this game, the games, listens to the PA announcer, and we just I just assume that they know everything that they're doing. But you gave yourself that opportunity to be vulnerable too, and. That's that's something that you got to give your yourself a little bit of credit to. And me doing this podcast, I'm giving myself an opportunity to be vulnerable with the job. And, you know, there there comes a little bit of work with this, but there's a little bit of, okay, you got to do you got to do your homework along with it. So that's that's one thing I've learned with with doing this stock memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront instead. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. You have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index fund personalized just for you in minutes. In manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day, they automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. 
Wealthfront can help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can be more than cover the low annual 0.25 advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets and you can get your first 5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first 5,000 managed for free or life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to grow your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL and get started today. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest dudes, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Sign up for bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sideline anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code locked on. Now back to my conversation with the public address announcer for your Florida Panthers, Andrew Ember. One thing I do want to talk about for the fans mostly that they might not know about you is you participated in season nine of Ninja Warrior. Talk to us a little bit about that. (laughs) I mean, it goes back to what you said. You want to talk about making yourself vulnerable and just going for things. Uh, The Panthers job, I think I was ready for it. I wasn't uh, I, di- I didn't quite wrap my head around how big it was going to be announcing to that many people, but I got there pretty quick based on my training. Ninja Warrior was something that I was not ready for. Um, and it was just one of those things where it's like life is short. Like you better go for things while you can. So I submitted for season eight and I was not chosen. I submitted for season nine and I was very fortunate to get the call because I've also submitted for 10, 11, 12 and 13 and not been called back so the 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 opportunities are few and far between but they were really you know they loved the whole announcer does sports kind of thing uh angle and um the experience was unlike anything when i tell you that i have never had a 48 hour period like that to this day it it rings true because what happened was the panthers played it was the final two regular season games of the season we were out of the playoffs unfortunately that was my second year and um they had a Thursday and a Saturday home game to wrap up the schedule on Thursday. I was called in for a pre-interview in Daytona beach. So I woke up, I was living in Wellington at the time. I woke up at 6 AM on that Thursday, drove three and a half, four hours to Daytona, did an interview at the Daytona 500 speedway. Um, the Daytona international speedway. We were doing cool. Th- I was doing like pushups on the seats in the stadium. It was, it was so cool. It was crazy. Uh, <laughs> Did that until like three. I was like, guys, I, I got, or no, I did that till like noon. I was like, guys, I got to get out of here. Like I got to get, got to call the game tonight. So they, they brought me in early. They, they, they worked with me, uh, flew back home, ate a little bit of dinner at like three or four o'clock, drove down to sunrise, 
Uh, and of course, we have to be there two and a half or two and a half hours early for rehearsal. So did rehearsal, called the game on almost no sleep, rocked it. You know, it was, it was a fantastic night. I think it was Jersey off our backs night. It, it was just a total awesome night. Uh, went to sleep Friday. Friday, I ran the course. So Friday went up to Daytona that night because they film overnight. So Friday night was the Daytona episode. I ran the course at four in the morning, close to 4.30 in the morning. So they, they record things overnight, ran the course. It was the most wild experience in my life. Everything you see on TV is a hundred times bigger in person. It was an unbelievable. If, if you have another hour sometime, I'll go over my actual course run, but I'll save you that one for this one. Uh, <laughs> ran the course, uh, started to head back home at 6.30 in the morning, got home at like 9, 10 in the morning, crashed. My alarm was set for 2 p.m., woke up, had to head down early again for rehearsal uh, and called the game that night for the final game of the Panthers season that year. It was the most insane 48 hours of my life. And it is a time I will absolutely never forget. <laughs> wow. So how many how many hours of sleep did you get in between all of that, like four or five in, well, in that 48 so hour span? So th that first night I did not, that Thursday night, I did not sleep well. I had to be up super early. I knew that I could sleep in on that Friday because I was going to be running overnight. So I probably went to bed super late. I probably slept in. I had a decent night's sleep that Friday. And then of course, Saturday next to nothing. So I did get a decent amount, but it was only on that Friday. Oh man, that, that, <laughs> but you, you were able to, to go through that obstacle course, come back and then go back there. Like, so Wow, that that's an incredible forty-eight hours for you. And adrenaline, adrenaline is something else. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure on that drive over there, you had a lot of. And this is the thing about long drives. And every time I come down to South Florida, you get to think, you get to you know ponder in your thoughts a little bit. And on that drive there, when you were when you were making that drive and you were mentally preparing, how was that like? You mean when I was heading to Ninja Warrior? Yeah. Uh, I had a playlist ready to go um, because I'm a big music guy. I have to have music to get pumped up. Um, huge fan of of like alternative rock and also like hip hop and rap kind of stuff. So I had a, a good mix of both of those. Um, and yeah, it's like you said, it was it was a lot of just driving laser focus and uh, some really good tunes because I had I had the whole crew coming up with me though. I had family friends girlfriend everything was just i had my whole support system um so it was it was it was fun but yeah there was definitely that kind of like lock let's lock in let's let's get that the heartbeat going but again there really was no point because i was driving up in the evening time and i didn't run until four in the morning so it was a little bit of a early pump there for <laughs> when i was gonna run the course mm -hmm. and and that's awesome uh, um and it's funny <laughs> about being athletes and all that before we even recorded we were talking about a recording time and where we were talking about our arrangement for the for the listener we were talking about oh i can i can work at at this time but the only thing i can i can work around is the gym so the gym yep so yeah that's <laughs> something that that we both we both work around so you got to stay in shape and that just goes to show that you're not just a pa announcer you're athletic as can be and you're and Definitely, you have that st stamina. And another one more thing that I want to talk to you about is your Twitch channel. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, I am on Twitch at Ember Voice. If anyone wants to come by, um, 
it was just kind of spur of the moment. It was it was the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, around March, and everyone was bored. We had nothing to do. And um, I was like, you know what? It would be interesting if I announced backyard baseball because I, I was a huge backyard baseball guy as a kid. Grew up on the game. One of my all-time favorite series of games. Yeah, you too. <laughs> Pablo Sanchez was my favorite. Uh, of course. Favorite, the secret weapon, you know? That's, <laughs> yes. That's me. Um, mi bate es muy grande. You know? <laughs> so he, would always, he would always say that every time he hit a home run. So, so I, it was just... It, I was like, you know what? I'll I'll start announcing backyard baseball. Maybe like two or three people will come through, and that's how it was for a bit. It was it it was literally just a few Panthers fans coming on through, getting to hear the announcer like in his home announcing Pablo and Pete Wheeler and Ahmed Khan hitting the baseball and stuff. And we had some really really good times. And then as things kind of progressed, I was like, you know what? I was going through things. I don't know if you ever heard of Yells Marble Racing, but I was like, I it was on ESPN Eight The Ocho. They do this once a year thing where they show all these like. Uh, unconventional sports. Uh, and that was really easy to do when no sports was going on. So I saw the marbles racing. I was like, you know what? It would be fun to be a marbles commentator. So I was like, I was rolling through Twitch one night and I was like, what in the world is marbles on stream? So I saw this game called marbles on stream, super popular game. And it's literally a game where people come into your channel. They just have to type one word and their marble goes onto your computer screen and everyone races. And you literally get to call like a race almost like a horse race, but with marbles and they, they're decorated in different shapes and sizes and, and, and effects and stuff. And when I switched to marbles as my primary game, the channel blew up because this is like a, 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 a game that just runs wild through the Twitch community. Uh, we went from like, I don't remember how many followers we have, but now we're approaching 1400. So it really was one of those things where it was just like, that was the game that kind of like, took the channel to the next level and now we've kind of settled more into doing a, a lot of different things so we do marbles we do jackbox party games if anyone out there enjoys like playing those cards against humanity type games we do that <laughs> with jackbox uh i still do backyard baseball gotta stay true to the roots uh yep. we even play oregon trail i don't know if you remember oregon trail from like elementary school but i, I brought know. that back as well that's another game that i grew up on so i, I just play a, a number of games when the panthers are busy i don't really stream that much but when the panthers are on the road uh, I jump on there and have some fun with the people. And it's been a very unexpected, but very fun uh, little bit of a uh, side project. That's awesome. And <laughs> you get a little bit of a following and a little bit of a income based on that too. Yeah, and it's yeah. funny because I heard uh, Marbles on stream a little bit before, before you started doing it based on, and I, from the same guy who told me that you were on Twitch, uh, a, a little plug for my friend, for my, for my personal followers, his, at is at the gooch spot his last name is yeah. gooch his gooch. last name is gooch so <laughs> he's a good dude i like yeah him. he's 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 one of my best friends and he he he's a big florida panthers fan too so he, he's the one who told you about um he's the one who told me about your twitch channel and what you do about it so i, I heard a little bit about it through him so nice that, that's awesome that you get to do that as a little side project if you're if you're if people are bored or finding a new hobby and for me when when sports were shut down my hobby that became reading so everyone okay. everyone finds their their own personal hobby when it came to like the covid shutdown so one more question that i have before we get out of here when you're not when you're not doing the pa announcing for the florida panthers or doing marvels on stream what what is andrew ember doing 
man, you're really uh, give, limiting my options here of what I can say. I don't have a ton these days. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, my my passion has always lied with fitness for the last decade or so. Um, as you know, I train Ninja Warrior, but I also train uh, a lot of like calisthenics, uh, lots of push-ups, pull-ups kind of stuff. I did a Spartan race a couple of weeks ago. I'm looking to get more competitive in the Spartan race uh, obstacle course community. Um, I'm a personal trainer. I have that cert, uh, certificate in my back pocket, um, as just another option for careers and stuff. Um, so fitness is definitely that, that thing that I just absolutely love. Um, I do play some music from time to time. I I've played bass for over a decade. Um, and I've recently picked up the cello and the violin. Uh, I'm still just starting on those things way better at the cello than the violin. The violin's going to be a, a long work in progress. Uh, but I'm definitely, as I mentioned a little bit before, um, a very musical person. Um, so those are, those are just a couple of the things there, but yeah, honestly, man, like in this world, um, there's, there's not a lot going on right now. Uh, so we're, we're all just doing the best we can, but the good news is I think we're almost there. I think we are almost back to, to regular society because I tell you what, uh, I'm a bit of a nerd. I miss the arcades. I miss going mm -hmm. to arcades and escape rooms. Arcades oh, and nice. escape rooms, two of my two favorite things to do uh, when the world is normal. <laughs> that, that's awesome. And Dave and Buster's at Dolphin Wall was my, my place growing up. And funny enough, I'm a, I'm a bassist as well. But nice. <laughs> I, I haven't played in a couple of years. I was, I was that marching band kid who also played sports as well. Gotcha. Uh, mostly a lacrosse player. That was mostly my growing up doing and baseball. So that's, that's awesome, Andrew, that you're talented in so many ways outside of just PA announcing and your, your streams. But I want to thank you so much for coming on this episode of the Locked on Florida Panthers podcast. For my listeners and where they can find you, where can they find you online? I've made it real easy. It's just at Ember Voice across the board. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, everything is just at Ember Voice, nice and simple. Um, I don't do TikTok. I'm a little too, uh, I think I'm, I'm too old of a man. Got, got to get, you know, a little, little help walking around some days. Uh, <laughs> I, I, so I don't do the TikTok, but uh, they can definitely hit me up on, on Instagram and, and Twitter and Twitch. And, and, uh, and uh, I'll share as much that I can about the job. On the occasion, I'll post something cool. Like on Instagram, sometimes I'll go live during the starting uh, lineups and stuff like that. Give them kind of a behind-the-scenes uh, perspective of the game. Um, but yeah, it's just at Ember Voice. I-M-B-E-R Voice. And uh, let's get it. That's awesome. It's, it's funny. I'm not really much of an Instagram person. I don't even have the app on my phone. I just go on on, on Safari. That's how I <laughs> log on. So I, I, de I definitely should download the app to know when, when you go live. Definitely. So, Absolutely. So thank you so much, Andrew, for joining me and hope to have you back on soon. Absolutely, man. It was a great time. Absolute pleasure to join you. And thank you once again to the public address announcer for the Florida Panthers, Andrew Ember, for joining me on this episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast to talk about his experience as a PA announcer this season and kind of the process of how he goes about going through a typical hockey game when he arrives at the BBNT Center and a little bit of a personal stuff about him too. So it's a little bit of a get to know him as well. So thank you so much once again to Andrew Ember on that. Once again, if you want to follow him on any of the socials is at Ember Voice on most of his socials and you can just tell that he is a person who really loves what he does for a living and you love to see it for somebody. You love seeing a person who loves what they're doing for a living. 
If you love what you're hearing from this podcast, make sure to subscribe so you know when each episode drops into your feed on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and the Odyssey app. Make sure to follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also follow Locked On NHL anywhere you listen to podcasts and the Crosscheck NHL show. And also, don't forget to subscribe to Locked On Today. And on today's episode of the Locked On Today podcast, who's the best superhero in the NBA? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.